0: Uh, we're in a new series called Are You Ready? And uh, really that's about, um, I said last week, we're, we need to be ready to, be, to give an answer for the hope that we have and what that means. And so we, we looked at, uh, we started this discussion last week and I, I brought it into the idea really of um, last week about our motivations. That in our culture, the big motivations that you can see there are greed and fear. And we, we looked at that and I said what we need to be motivated by is love. And so we, we took a pretty good look at that. And if you missed last week, I'd encourage you to go back and watch because I think this is going to be a very helpful series. Uh, and so I want to, we're going to dig a little deeper today and continue on in this idea. Remember, ultimately, the series is about our hope and what we're headed towards. So, uh, so there you go. That's a quick intro. Let's, uh, do the bad jokes so I can hop into the message here. Oh, I heard they just elected the CEO of IKEA as the prime minister of Sweden. Uh, He should have his cabinet together before the weekend is over. What kind of people never get upset? Nomads. Oh, come on, it's classic. My wife Alice suggested that I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward. See, you should have been happy for the last one. Scripture reading here on purpose, if you are able. Would you please stand for the reading of the Word? Romans fifteen seven through 13. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring, bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed and, moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. And again it says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up. One who will rise to, arise to rule over the nations in him. The Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You may be seated. That last little verse there we talked about last week. I I ended last week's uh, message with that. Um, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be making connections to that verse throughout this. And that whole passage in Romans 15, so amazing as, as Paul is, is uh, bringing in really the entire Old Testament. And what he's doing is he's, he's bringing in the story so that we understand what it is to be a, a believer and what it means. And, and I think, unfortunately, we've... We've lost a lot of what's really going on, and so this whole series is hopefully going to connect us to those things. But back to motivations, because you're going to see this weave in and out, and, and I said last week that the enemy uh, introduced greed and fear into the world, right? Because he did that at the fall, we looked at that, we took quite a bit of time to look at that, and I said that the two things that happened at the fall that the enemy introduced was... The power of sin and the power of death. Remember, we call those things powers. We tend to think of those as you know actions or activities. You know, sin is something we do; death is something biologically happens. They're actually powers that came in at the fall that weren't there before, and it was those powers that Jesus came and defeated and set us free from at the cross and the resurrection. And so that's a big deal because now we can live differently. We have the ability to live differently, and Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. But that's the issue, and. In, in sin and death is greed and fear. And I suggested to you last week that my, my hope is that you'll start looking intently into the way that the culture operates, because we know that the enemy is behind all the mess here in the world, the little g god of the earth, and um, that you're going to see it happening everywhere. For example, you know, I gave, I gave a couple of examples last week. One of the ones I said is... Um, in the 24-hour news stuff. And I wasn't picking on that. I, you know, I just was, I shared from my experience, way back in 2008, I felt like the Lord told me to stop checking that stuff out. I still see news headlines, but all the opinions were messing me up because it was pushing fear buttons in me. And those fear buttons would invariably throw up greed buttons in me, which is, oh, well, I'm not going to, I want what I want, and all this mess would come up. It's a horrible way to live. And it's not how we're called to live. There's no life there. That's not kingdom living. Uh, and, and so we need to be aware that those motivations are happening and we need to be looking for them. I, I thought I would suggest another one. I want to be careful with this because I might get booed off the stage here. But uh, I think as, as, as well as we need to be careful in what we allow in news just so much. You know, headlines, we don't need all the opinions. Once you feel it stirring up the fear stuff in you, it's not where it's supposed to be, because our motivation is love. Well, I think another thing that happens, and another place where this happens, and you can say, well, maybe I don't ever see the news, is, is the other thing that's happened is we've these little devices, we've all gotten pretty attached to them. I'm attached to mine. It's, I'm not picking on it. But it's another one of those places where I, I think you need to check in about maybe what's really going on, because what they've become is... Uh, uh, if we're not careful, anytime we have an extra few minutes to fill, we'll go to these. And um, if we're not careful, we can go to social media and instead of it being a good thing, it can quickly stir up fear and greed in us. Because you can get hooked into something and the next thing you know, you were fine and now you're not fine, you got that thing going on and then you start thinking weird and, and you know you might say things you wouldn't say, all those things are happening. You know, you know, If it was just pictures of the grandkids, it would be great. But it's not. It's become something completely different. So, and I also think we need to be careful um, because it's addictive, right? You get that the, these things, you, you almost you try living without it. It's very difficult for a lot of people. They almost have withdrawals with it. And generationally, it's a big deal. The, the young people that we have that work with us, we, we used to try and disengage them from these, we gave up. <laughs> because they didn't know how to operate and so they can they deal with it but we need to be careful and so I've been I try to think of practical things when I say this stuff something I've been trying to do when I have a few minutes because I I was sometimes I'll be sitting in the car and Alice will run into a store or something and that's not my thing unless it's like Home Depot and uh, she never wants to go there I don't understand it but nonetheless I might sit there and wait and it used to be I would start scrolling through things. I mean, so I have this thing. So if, uh, you should have downloaded our app by now. If you haven't, that'll be the first thing for you to do. And I purposely put these things on the app. So if you go to the app and go to next steps, in the middle of next steps, I have three things called daily office. These are types of prayer. Morning prayer, noonday prayer, evening prayer they take 15-20 minutes They're in there. there's things that I've been doing for years and, and what I suggest is you go and go through one, there's Bible readings in there for the day, it's all fixed to the day and it's really good and it kind of sets a tone and, and after you've done that if you've still got time, okay, go fill it with something else but this is, this is good for you and the other stuff not always I get relaxing, but just start. So that's, that's as practical as I know how to be. Um, pick some of these things up and, and start moving in that direction because I think it will help you And and it helps us then move out of the right motivation. Remember, our heart's desire is we want to be operating out of love. And then I said this last week, the way that we start to do that is we get a good idea of what our hope is, and that helps us then stay in the right motivation. So let's talk some more about hope. Remember, we're supposed to be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. What is this hope all about? Why does that keep coming up? What's it such a big deal? And why is in that passage I just read, we're supposed to actually overflow with hope. And um, are we doing that? And if not, why? And I think a lot of times we haven't connected with it. We haven't really connected with what's coming. And uh, we've talked about it a lot here, but I'm going to keep talking about it because I think it it penetrates at levels. And so uh, in Revelation 21, we've done the verses a lot, it talks about when Jesus comes back, heaven comes to earth, and earth is renewed, restored. God's going to make all things new. It's It's in five verses there. But that's what's coming. And what that ties into is how it started. So when creation happened remember it was a it was a picture it was a it was a it was a type of temple it was a cosmic temple and and what that means is heaven and earth met and God was there and we were there and and this was what happened in Eden it was a picture of temple so whenever you think a temple think we'll talk more about this next week again heaven and earth meeting and God is there and we're there and we were the image, in, in most temples that were made back then, they were considered to be a place where the natural met the supernatural, and and then they would put a, a picture or an image of, of whatever God was in that temple. That would be there, but the God didn't do that. He put us in there. We're His image, and, and so we were initially the way it was all set up was we were gonna we were just gonna hang out with God. He was with us. We were gonna partner. He said, you know, this is how God wants to do it. He's gonna partner with people. It's because he's God, and we were going to go and make the whole planet like Eden the whole planet wasn't like Eden, it was good, but it wasn't like Eden, Eden was special and it had boundaries and everything, and that was the deal, go, be, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth here you go, we're going to do it together, it's going to be awesome but what happens, the fall happens, the enemy comes with that power of sin and the power of death and it messes everything up, and we lose our vocation we, we, we're no longer image bearers, everything is changed and then Jesus comes, and Jesus lives a life that we couldn't, and he's the temple, you know, he talks about that, and he's the place where heaven and earth meets, and we'll get more into that next week, and then he, He, you know, goes to the cross and makes it so we can have life, and he sends, sends Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit now is in us, we're the temple now, heaven and earth meet, and all these things are pictures of what's coming, And and we need to be aware that what's coming is we're going to get back to how it was supposed to be originally only the enemy can't mess it up anymore evil will be dealt with once and for all and we are going to partner with God he's going to be hanging out with us and we're going to be making this planet the way he always intended it to be and it's going to be beyond awesome because you you, (laughs) I I encourage you to look around when you're out and look at the, the creation as we see it and how amazing it can be and realize you've only ever seen it broken you you can't even begin to imagine what it's like when it's not broken when the enemy hasn't messed with it and you can't imagine what relationships can be like and what life's going to be like and what it's going to be like just to hang out with god see see that's the hope that we have and and somehow, I think we, we short-circuited, but I want to be careful I say this, that uh, that we've sort of left it, well Jesus came paid for my sins, so that now I can have eternal life, and that's going to be in heaven, and we're going to hang around in clouds, and that's it, and that's not how the story ends, it's not, you can go and read the end of the book, heaven comes to earth, it says so, and the earth is renewed, and we get everything back the way it's supposed to have been, and we get brand new physical bodies. That's what the resurrection is about. It's not just you float up there. You get a new one that's perfect, that doesn't have all this mess that comes with these things. God bless you young people. You'll know what I'm talking about someday, because I know it happens all the time. Listen, that's our hope. And when you get a hold of that, and what's taken place... Already, in that end, that changes how you live. Because... It's, it's amazing and we're part of that adventure and so this is all part of the deal and Paul is saying in this Romans 15 chapter listen, this has been the plan since there was a plan back in Genesis 3.15 when, when all this stuff had to get straightened right the crimson thread of redemption straightened out and, and so um, we have these things happening and Paul is talking about new creation in this passage in Romans 15 he's, throughout Romans he's talking about temple all things that he's talking about and new cre- creation and he's talking about new creation under the leadership of Messiah, Jesus Messiah. And he's actually here in this, in this brief passage, he's tying in all of the Old Testament to it. Because he brings up verses from the law, the writings, and the prophets. Basically, that's a way of saying from the Old Testament. He's saying, look, look what the Old Testament says, because they knew it was happening. So he brings up a, a verse out of the law. That's A. And that's Romans 15.10. And he says, again, it says, rejoice. O Gentiles, rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. It's a reference to Deuteronomy out of the law, 32, 43, about what was going to happen when, when Jesus sets all this right. And then we get into the writings, which is basically the Psalms and the Proverbs and all those things. And he, he brings up uh, Romans 15, 9. And moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. And in Romans 15, 11, And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. That's Psalm 117, verse 1. Uh, little side note, Bible trivia fans. <laughs> Psalm 117, shortest Psalm in the Bible. Two verses. So we're, that was half of it. I read you half of Psalm 117 just then. So you got the law, you got these. And so Paul is just bringing his audience into, look, this is the plan, this idea that I'm telling you about is not something I just came up with, this is how it was, God has intended it to be, and you need to be aware of it, so that when you get it, you will overflow with hope, then he brings in an idea from the prophets, and he's going to quote Isaiah, because Isaiah is all about new creation, um, read Isaiah, we're going to look at Isaiah 11 a minute, but read 40 through 55, it's all about what's going to happen, and so um, Romans 15, 12, and again, Isaiah says, "The root of Jesse will spring up; one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope." And that's uh, he's quoting Isaiah 11:10. Now, when you're reading passages of Scripture like that, and you see the writer of the passage bringing in verses from other places in the Bible, what you're what you're supposed to realize is that what they're bringing is in the idea of the entire deal. So he's not just bringing in a verse, he's saying go and read these things in context, this will make sense as you go and read them. And so when he brings in that Isaiah 11.10 verse, he's saying, listen, you, you read, they're going to understand that he's bringing in basically all of Isaiah chapter 11, which as I said is about new creation. And let me read it to you, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a branch will bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes, or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy, with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth, and he will strike the earth, sorry, he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breast of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Listen to this. The wolf will live with the lamb. And the leopard will lie down with the goat. And the calf and the lion and the yearling together. And the little child will lead them. And the cow will feed the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. And the infant will play near the cobra's den and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples, and the nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. So here we have this amazing picture of the idea of new creation. Now remember, writing thousands of years ago, and, and, and trying to write into a way that, that we can begin to glimpse some of the things that are taking place and, and that as Jesus would come and arrive on the scene and we would begin to see what he was doing, we could begin to, to fit it all together and know what's going on and Paul's trying to do that for us. But there's a couple of things I want you to see in that passage about new creation and the, and the first one is this, that in new creation there's no fear. Remember, this is why I'm saying we gotta move in a different motivation. Six or eight. Then the wolf will live with the lamb and the leper will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them and the cow will feed with the bear and their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like an ox and an infant will play there to the cobra's den and the young child will put his hand in it. There's no fear. There's nothing to fear. There's In new creation there's nothing to fear because everything is the way that it was always intended to be and that's the hope. And the other thing is that there's no greed there either. There's no sin to deal with. They will neither harm nor destroy on uh, destroy on all my health. There's no reason to do all those things, to to have that whole push for I want what I want. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Oh, I love that picture. The, the knowledge of the Lord. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the earth covers the sea. It's a picture of new creation, of what's coming. Now... Habakkuk is going to add to that. He's going to pick up that verse in Isaiah. He's going to add to it. And so I wrote it down here in point three. Is that the earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That's what Habakkuk... That's how he ties it together, this Isaiah verse. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So he, he adds to it this idea of the glory of the Lord. What does that mean? Well, what is the glory of God? And, and you can you could do long studies on the glory of God. There's books written about the glory of God. But but the way it 's set up, and the way that it, I understand it, and the way Paul begins to tie in these ideas and, and uh, the writers of the New Testament, um, part of the glory of God is is about the royal priesthood, and that 's us and and uh, we 're fulfilling our original roles as image bearers, we 're reflecting the love of God into the world around us and in the same way we're to be reflecting the praises of the world back to God so that has to do with the glory of God and also it's about his presence and, and how we experience now his presence as Holy Spirit fills each one of us and and so as you begin to tie these things together what you, what you need to see is this that it, God has made a way for us to be, um, to be made right with Jesus now so that we can be a part of him making the whole world right. See he's going to do that and he's made us right now in Jesus so that he wants to use. it's always been his plan is to partner with us. He wants us to do that so, so we're a part of what's coming as we get a hold of this idea and, and, and this is important for us to grasp and, and the idea behind it is this, you, have, you can think about this this week but if God is able to rescue and save us, don't you think he's more than able to save the planet, the earth? Think about it. I'm, and so, you know, you might think, the whole planet, me, what me? You, you man, me. I'm, I'm a lost mess. And somehow Jesus changed me and filled me with his spirit, considered that uh, like that was a good thing. And, and I, I think... If he can do that, if he can take and change me, the planet, easier than that. Switch your thinking a little. You might think, oh, well, that's... No, that's the whole picture. The picture is if he can save us, if he's done what he needed to save us, certainly he can do that. And don't... See, people go, well, what, why, what do you, why do you even say that? If somehow this isn't the answer... If somehow the, the, the planet isn't restored, that means the enemy beat God on that. And the enemy doesn't ever win. Never, ever, never, 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 never going to win. And he doesn't get the planet. He's had it for a little bit of time, and he's really wrecked it. But God is going to take it, fix it. He's going to come back, get rid of him, and all the people who want to be with him, who've decided and chosen to follow him, he's going to make them all new along with the planet. And then we get a restart. That's our hope. And so you have to get a hold of that, that that's, see, that changes everything. If you can take that in, and, 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 and if light bulbs will go off, and you'll begin to realize that what you did, what you got wasn't just a pass on your sin, so that you can go to heaven and hang out in a cloud, which is cool, and you'll get a taste of that if Jesus doesn't come back before this body goes. But if he does, then we, whoop, right to new earth. But if there's a time, we, okay, we'll go hang out. It'll be really cool. And I, I always tell you this, my thought on that, it's not going to be boring time. I think you go straight into the throne room, and you're going to be just caught up in this amazing worship for a while. And, and, and then Jesus is going to go, come on, let's go. And whoop, here it comes, and, and everything goes. But you've got to get a hold of that now, because he's brought us now. He's, he's, he's made us right with him now so that we can be a part of him making everything else right. That's our hope. Changes things. And so we'll we'll dig deeper. We're gonna keep pressing in because I I desperately want you to get a hold of this and make this connection. That sometimes I think we've we sort of settled on an idea, which is nice, but it's not the whole deal. And and when you get the whole deal and you realize that we get the planet back and new physical bodies and life the way it was intended, and a partnership with God where He's so real, He's just with us and we're it's an adventure and a journey and it's gonna be amazing forever everything you've lost love returns everything that's our hope so think about that and we'll dig in more next week and and think about it you know this way here's what's supposed to be happening we are small working models of new creation each one of us filled with the holy spirit you're you're a picture you're a, not f- far from perfect but you're a—that's how you're supposed to live as a model of new creation. That's what our deal is. That's what we do here. We're modeling new creation for the world. It's, it's quite a calling. But that's us. Okay, I'll, I'll let you think about those things. That's a lot. But we're thinking about and getting a hold of. Cool. Everything starts by knowing Jesus. Every this. It, it, it. That's where this amazing journey starts. If you've never done it, do it now. What, how do you do that? We, we believe in our hearts. All this stuff that I talked about, you know, quickly, when Jesus going to the cross and how he lived the perfect life and how he defeated death and sin and rose again. We believe that in our hearts and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. If you've never done it, now's the perfect time. No better time than it. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? It starts today. And, and watch it online. If you, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? If you haven't done it, do it right now. Best decision you will ever make. If you do that, let me know, please text the word HEART to that number, three zero five seven four five seven five one three, or just go straight to the website, uh, A New Believer, you can get there on the app, or on the website, or just go to anewbeliever.com, lots of information for you, a little form to fill out, I know, and then I can celebrate with you, do it, don't, don't wait, best decision you'll ever make, church, again, thank you for your amazing generosity, you, you guys are, you're, you're amazing, and uh, the different ways to give there, uh, digitally, and, uh, or mailing in checks if you're in the room and you'd like to give there's an offering box over there and there's two by that door and there's one by that door and uh, that would be great and they'll be on your way out and we'll open those doors up in a minute let's sing doxology and we'll dismiss praise God from whom all blessings flow Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go tonight in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Remember, go out. These doors will be open for you. Keep some distance on the way out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching online. God bless you guys. And yeah, thanks again for being here. Uh, I'm looking forward to really digging into this series. So think about the things I talked about tonight. And I will see you next week. We'll talk about temple next week. So cool. I'm, I'm excited. All right. Love you guys. Have a great night.